It's car con carne. And we're live. That right there, that is jazz legend, all-around wonderful human being, Ramsey Lewis. Uh, good afternoon, Ramsey. All-around wonderful human being. Well, I'm going to tell my kids that one. Well, it's true. And uh, did I just see you're part of this uh, Sweet Home Chicago fundraiser? I just yes. saw that. Yes. So this is Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Joe Montagna and Kurt Elling and Tim Kaczynski, George Went, and you raising money. Yeah, those big stars, they let me be a part of it. So did you bust out the Steinway Grand Piano for that? Uh, I don't know if I did or not. I think you're, I did. You're playing piano for that. Yeah. So this is amazing. You are approaching your 85th birthday. In a few days. So since we're all stuck at home and we can't find it, can you tell us where your fountain of youth is hidden? <laughs> <laughs> we had that tucked away. We should all age as well as you, Ramsey. Uh, I do a great one. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't know what, you know, people say that, but I, uh, I just love what I do, and that's playing piano. Maybe that's part of it, loving what you do. And, and, and then I try to, you know, my wife, Jan, she makes sure I eat the vegetables and eat your fruit, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you get your proper rest? And so the, the, the basic things in life we try to do. And so far, it's working. For 85 years, it's working. Absolutely. So to celebrate, you're doing the uh, the Saturday Salon Series on May 30th. It's one o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, you'll be performing for all of us stuck at home, which yeah. I, I love. That's a, it's a wonderful thing that you're doing. With all the decades of music you've created, uh, and I think you put out like 300 albums at this point, how do you narrow down a set list for a performance like this? I mean, obviously there are songs you have to play, right? But how do you curate a playlist or set list for your fans? <laughs> well, it's a good question because I have music around my piano on the floor and on the piano from Duke Ellington to the Beatles. And I, I go by what I feel. Now I know that I should include the in crowd and uh, sun goddess and hang on Sloopy, those kinds of things. But I kind of go with what kind of what I feel. Um, so I, I, I start from what would be a good opener. And sometimes it's this one, and sometimes I switch around. Sometimes I'm switching around until the day before to perform. But because I know from experience, you got to come up with a set list before your play date or you're in okay. trouble. So there's, I don't know, there must be a thousand songs that I choose from over the course of the month. As you know, this is only once a month, uh, once a month uh, the last Saturday of every month at one o'clock. A little commercial. Uh, well, that, that's where we're here. We're here to plug. That's fine. <laughs> I'm so glad you have that radio experience because you know how to work that in so seamlessly. <laughs> so, so you know what? It's fun because until this came up, um, I was practicing the piano because I, I like to, to practice Bach, good for the fingers, Chopin, good for the fingers, Beethoven, and then I like to improvise. Uh, but my wife uh, caught me just uh, playing around with a song that I thought I'd forgotten. It's called The Wind by Russ Freeman. It's on a Chet Baker album with strings, which came out maybe 50 years ago. You know, that was before you were born. But um, I was trying to remember it. Finally, it came to me. 
and I didn't know she was standing maybe six feet from me with her phone, and and she taped it, and she and she said, "Well, that's beautiful." She had been in her studio, you know, she paints and does things. I didn't even know she had come out of her studio, and so I said, "Thank you." And she said, "What is it?" And I said, "It's a, the Wind by Russ Freeman, a beautiful ballad." Uh, so one thing led to another. She sent it to my manager, Brett. Um, and um, he said, you know, maybe you should do something and share it with the people. If you're still going to practice and still going to perform at home, why don't you perform and let people come into your home? So I totally agree. I thought about it. And so I said, let's do it. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing sharing my music with people uh, once a month. And you know what? It's, it's working because we... We, we got a correspondence from somebody in Japan. I mean, it's I all over that. the world. It's amazing. You know, when I was playing concerts, you play a concert for either a nightclub of 300 people or Carnegie Hall or whatever, and that's 5,000 or 3,000 people. But when you play a concert and you, you, and, and you, and you, and you realize that you're going to Japan, you're going to Australia, you're going to South America, you're going all over Europe. I mean, it's the best thing that ever happened. And I'm sitting in my living room, hello, <laughs> right? It's beautiful. So you mentioned the in crowd. And again, the Saturday Salon series is May 30th, one o'clock in the afternoon. I, I can't help but talk about the in crowd because it's incredible to me how much that still holds up to modern day ears. It sounds so fresh and ex I feel cooler listening to your version of the in crowd. Now, was that kind of a fluke, your recording of that? Like that wasn't an intentional thing going into the show that night, was it? You nailed it, you nailed it. What happened was LD Young, Red Holt, that was the original trio. We had all the songs that were, were gonna go on that album, except one. And we had gotten into the habit of um, putting what we called a fun song uh, on, on our albums. The last three or four albums at that time uh, and space and place, we had put a fun song, but we couldn't find a fun song for this album. We had all these serious so-called songs and we couldn't find. So we're sitting in this coffee shop and um, we were eating and whatever and racking our brain. And Nettie Gray, never forget the name because she's associated with the song, came over. What are you guys doing? We're trying to find a nice fun song with a nice beat and da 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 and she says well if you heard jody uh, uh doby gray doby gray's the in crowd i had not ellie and red had heard him they said oh yeah that's nice she said well if you want to hear it you can i'll play for you now get this jukebox in a coffee shop I'll, you know that goes back a while right a anyway bit. She goes over to the, and she plays Dobie Grace, a vocal version of the in crowd. And I said, that'll work. And, and the guy said, yeah, we, that, we feel the same way. And once again, we got in the studio, um, we recorded it and we figured it's just gonna be something added, something for fun, but it stepped out to be the song on that album. I mean, when the record company calls and says, I think you guys have a hit. Well, first of all, a hit. Back in those days, what you mean, you know, you're going to get hit? When it was a baseball bat? What, what do you mean a hit? Because the jazz musicians just didn't have hits. Right. 
back in those days. And so sure enough, the in crowd stepped up, I think number three or four on the billboard pop chart and all of that business. Isn't this true? We see this time and again through music, all genres, songs that were last minute ideas or suggestions or even toss offs. The songs that aren't overthought tend to rocket all the way to the top. It's funny how that works. The, the songs that aren't overthought in a studio or on stage sometimes just explode off an album. You nailed it. Overthought is the word. You know, sometimes when you sit and you ponder over, what am I going to play? Well, this song doesn't follow this song too much. Well, this song should go here or this song, whatever. Sometimes you should just put what you feel. And I've, I've learned to do that, of course. Took, it takes a little time to learn uh, to do those kinds of things. And now, of course, I'm retired now, but uh, during the last several years of my career, when I made up a set list, I didn't ponder it. I didn't, you know, in fact, I didn't pre-prepare it. Sometimes I made the set list up backstage the night of the concert. You know, before then, when I was much younger, I'd, I'd do it in the hotel room and then take it. But I got to the point where I'd go to, because we'd always get there an hour or two before concert time. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I'd do that. And the feeling of the room, the feeling of how you feel at, at that point in life, at that point in time, rather, in the, in the venue, in the crowd, et cetera, et cetera. And you make up your set list. So it's that kind of thing now. So again, the 30th of this month, it's the Saturday Salon Series at 1 p.m. That's in the future, and I don't want to stay mired in nostalgia in the past, but we're in Chicago. Could you describe what the scene was like, the jazz scene was like in Chicago when you were coming up? This is, oh, this is an era that a lot of us don't have any kind of touchstone to, and I have you here, and I have to ask, Ramsey. Man, listen, there were... I don't know, 20, 30 nightclubs on the north side of Chicago. There were at least 10 nightclubs downtown Chicago, in the busy part of Chicago. There were at least 30 nightclubs on the south side of Chicago. And then there were 10 or 15 nightclubs on the west side of Chicago. And that, that was during the era when jazz was popular, and when jazz was the music. I mean, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, who had worked five or six days and they wanted to go out and just relax and hear some good music, didn't know Miles Davis from whoever. They just liked good music. Yeah. But they liked jazz. So they supported all of these jazz places, and including the concert halls, uh, jazz and Carnegie Hall. I mean, jazz and orchestra hall. It's, it's, the home of the orchestra, Chicago Symphony, jazz at Ravinia, jazz, jazz was everywhere. It was it was our music. It was it was the music. Billy Taylor, who I played two piano concerts with, he calls it America's music. That classical music, you know, Bach, Beethoven, etc., that came from Europe, and other kinds of music came from around the world. But the one music that America can claim and say and say this is our music, which now is worldwide our music in America is jazz. So as a practitioner of jazz, as a performer, but also a curator and student of jazz, you talked about the days when there were jazz clubs all over Chicago. Where's jazz heading? What's, what's the future look like? Well, oh boy. 
You got a couple hours. <laughs> I got nowhere to be, really, for another couple months, I don't think. You know, I, I think, especially with, with the, the, the virus that's going around now, musicians are not touring. And so it, it takes music, uh, it takes musicians to tour and people hearing that music to get a feel for where it's going, who's work, what groups drew a lot of people because the music, because they loved the music, what, where groups didn't draw a lot of people because Mr. and Mrs. Jones got up and left during the set. Oh boy, you don't want that to happen. Uh, so these are not normal times. Under normal times, I could give you an idea and you and I could uh, copyright it and make a lot of money off of it. But <laughs> give me until they find an antidote for, uh, not an antidote, but a vaccine, uh, a vaccine for uh, this bug that's going around. After that comes and when we're, we're you know, the flu, remember, I, you're not old enough to remember when the flu was killing people and they found uh, a vaccine. And did you get your flu shot? Yeah, I got my flu shot. But when they get that shot for what's going around now, I yeah. think that would be a better place to figure out what's up, what's going around, because people will come out and hear. And believe me, people will let you know whether it's getting up, walking out, or whether it's staying away from the venue. Yeah. You get a feel for what people are into. I mentioned you as a curator of music. What's interesting to think about is there's probably a generation of people who came to know you as a radio host first before they even discovered you were a musician from your time at WNUA, which is kind of mind blowing to think about. They probably heard you first on the radio and then came to your music. Do you miss being yeah, on the radio? Right. There are people. Do you miss I, it? I, there are people. Well, you know, I was on the radio, I don't know, for 15 years, I think. Yeah. And, and um, um, then I got the TV show uh, after that. Legends of Jazz, right? You're right, Legends of Jazz. And you're right, there are people that say, oh, he plays piano? <laughs> Excuse me. It's the piano playing that got me the radio show that got exactly. me the TV show. So it's funny how life is. Do you miss being on the radio? I did, but not anymore. You know, at 85 years old, I don't think, you know, when I was on the radio, I got up at four o'clock in the morning. Those hours are brutal. Yeah. I don't want to get up at four o'clock in the morning now because we, we had the morning show, you know. Right. Yeah, uh, maybe I got up before then because we were on the air at five o'clock. Um, and, and, and television, you know, getting out to the studio a couple hours before time, sometimes three hours before time. All of that, when you're 85, I don't think so. If there was some <laughs> way, if there was some way that magically you could, you could get me from my armchair in the house into the chair in the TV studio, maybe I'd think about it. Or my armchair in my house to the... <laughs> this radio chair, maybe so, but the in-between, you know, you, you got to get there to prepare and you got to travel and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. I think the work that I put in has done me very well because it has allowed me now to, well, you know, I'm 85 and I, I retired when I was 83 and not a, people, not a lot of people know this, so I'm going to let you in on a secret. You promise not to tell? No one's no, no one's listening. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I'm at the here's here's what really changed my mind to, to retire. Uh, two two three years ago, I'm at uh, one of the big airports, O'Hare or one of New York or some big airport, and uh, the gate was somewhere you know, down the line. It wasn't one of the close in gates, 
And um, my wife said to the skycap, can you get my husband a wheelchair? <laughs> Hello. That was it. That was it. When she said, can you get my husband a wheelchair? Because the gate was so far. <laughs> I could have walked. I've been walking to gates forever and ever. But this one supposedly was way, and then you go around. And when, when I heard the thing, get my husband in a wheelchair, I, I haven't been in a wheelchair since then, since that particular trip. <laughs> that was it. That was what made me yeah. start thinking, you know, God has been good to me. Life has been good to me. You know, let's not wear this thing out. And again, going back to this thing you're doing on May 30th, it's the Saturday Salon Series at 1 p.m. You're able to still make a connection with your fans from home. And your home is very well lit, I must say. So, I mean, it's a perfect setting to do this. Mine is poorly lit. Um, so you're still able to make that connection. You don't have to mess with LaGuardia or Midway or O'Hare. Right. Technolo technology caught up with Ramsey Lewis's needs. So exactly. we're all set. So if people want to get in on this and watch you perform on May 30th, what do they need to do? I'm going to let you tell them. I just, I, they have to, I, no, I don't know. I don't know the details. <laughs> I just know this is happening. I know they get a ticket somehow. Uh, hey, Janet, can, come in here and tell them how to do it. She's the one who got all this started. Come, my dear. Wait, I'm Googling. <laughs> Say what tell what? How do you get in on this? Hi. Hello. For the Saturday Salon Series, hello. What do people need to do if they want to watch Ramsey play on the 30th? Oh, all they have to do, you can go to um, RamseyLewis.com, his website. And on the main page, uh, there's a link to stage it. And that's the platform we're using for this one. We use Zoom That's become the go-to pretty much for everyone these days. Yeah, this will be our first time trying it, but uh, we think it's going to be pretty nice. I think it's going to be super cool. Well, Ramsey Lewis, happy early birthday. Thank you. And we will look forward to seeing you perform from your place. We'll go to RamseyLewis.com. We'll get the tickets to stage it, and we'll watch you perform the Saturday Salon Series. It's been a real pleasure chatting with you today. The pleasure's been mine. Thank you so much.